Lord God, we thank you that you, you are everything to us. All that we have, all that we are, all that we hope for is because you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to go to the cross, pay the price for our sin that we couldn't pay, and then to come back to life and give us the life that we didn't deserve, eternal life in your presence. It's all because of Christ. And so, Lord, as we look at our vision, our calling as a church for this new year, I pray, Lord, that we would remember the core of who we are, what we've been called to, and that all that we have, all that we do, all that we can become is because of Christ and only because of Christ. So, Lord, thank you for these few moments this morning just to talk together about what it means to be your church, your people, to be salt, to be light, and to represent you in this time on this earth till you come again. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Vision. What is our vision for 2022? We talked about the blessings of 2021. What about this year? Well, a, a useful vision, if we're going to talk about that, it has to flow from a biblical mission. So we start there. If you received, hopefully you did, as you came in one of these cards, just uh, have it handy. Just kind of refer to this every once in a while, these next few minutes. But it has right on the front there, and we have it on the screen as well, our mission statement. This has been our mission statement for the past four years or so here at Trinity Church. And it's an overarching call to what the church is to be. And so I'd like you just to repeat this, just quote this with me if you would. Shining the light of Christ for the glory of God by the power of the Spirit. And I love this statement because in just a few phrases, it covers what we do, what we're called to do, that is shine the light. It covers why we do it. Our purpose, our reason, is because of God's glory, to give Him glory, bring Him glory. And then it also describes how we do it only by the power of God's Spirit working in us. And so all of that is captured in those few phrases, and it represents our very name, the name Trinity Church. Hopefully you saw that. All three members of the Trinity are included in that, acknowledged in that short statement. And so the statement goes on, to specify a little bit more, and that's kind of the middle part of that card underneath the Matthew 5 passage, we believe that God's called us to be the light on a hill like you just heard in that Matthew 5 passage that Nick read, and our purpose is to shine the light of God's Word. It's got to start there. That has to be what we shine. We shine as we do His work, and that's sometimes in the church, sometimes out in the community. We'll talk about that more in a minute. And it's to shine, our responsibility is to shine out to the whole world. We are called to make disciples of all people. And so this statement gives us kind of our marching orders. And that part, that mission part, doesn't change year to year. But the vision of how we flesh that out, what the needs are, what our focus is from year to year, that changes. And so that's why we do this Vision Sunday near the beginning part of each year to talk about what our calling is as a church. How will we accomplish our mission this year? And so 
this passage, I've chosen to go back to our Matthew 5, kind of our theme passage for our mission statement, to be also our outline for our vision for this year. And by the way, this has been running through our elders. We've been hashing over this, talking through this, praying over this for the last month and a half, as has our staff giving input as well. And so this is not just Pastor Jeff's vision. This is our leadership vision for Trinity for 2022. So the first point that you see under vision for 2022 is we will focus on being salt. That's what Jesus says in this passage, right? He says, you are the salt of the earth. Well, what does that mean? In our day, when we talk about salt of the earth, we usually use that as a phrase to refer to common everyday people, right? They're just salt of the earth kind of people. But that's not what Jesus means here. He's talking about how salt was used in that day. And what we know is it wasn't as much as what we do, you know, putting a little bit of salt on something to to make it more flavorful. Maybe they used it some for that, but mostly salt was used as a preservative because they didn't have the Amana or the Frigidaire refrigerator in the house. There wasn't a place to put things. So when Simon and, and Andrew were out catching fish, they brought those fish in and they would either have to eat them right away or they'd have to pack them in salt to preserve them. That was the only way you could keep food. And so I think Jesus is saying, you're the salt of the earth as a, you are a preservative. How can we do that together? Because you see, it takes more than one little grain of salt to preserve something. It's a lot of salt working together. That's a great picture of the church, working together as a preservative. So the church, Trinity, as any church, is to be a place where people find rest, where they find hope, where they find the gospel, the message of salvation, the good news. The body of Christ is to be about saving lives, spiritually saving lives, and nurturing the soul of those who are following Jesus. That's what the church is to be doing. And Jesus says, if we lose that saltiness, that preservative effect, then we're useless. Throw it out. We need to stay on task to be salt. So how do we do that? How do we keep our saltiness at Trinity Church? How can we work together to make sure that we remain a place where people can come to be saved, to find salvation, to find the preserving effect of the gospel on their lives? Well, look again back at your card. We've got two two kind of key ways that we see that we can be salt during this year. And the first emphasis for this year is is to be emphasizing fellowship and mutual relationships. So that should normally be a part of the church, but we've had a couple of years where that's been much harder than ever to be able to focus on fellowship, to be the body of Christ together, sharing life together. The isolation that's been created by the pandemic has made that more difficult. So we need to emphasize getting back to that this year. And we can only be a preservative salt if we are nurturing those relationships within the body so that anybody else that comes in, that God brings in, can be nurtured as well. So how do we emphasize that in 2022? Let me just give you a few examples of what we're planning, the kinds of things we're going to be doing, the things that will emphasize fellowship and mutual relationships. The first is what will happen in just a week and a half. On March the 2nd, we go back to our Wednesday fellowship dinners. Now, we haven't had the opportunity to do this for these past two years. We stopped in March of 2020 when the pandemic hit. But we have talked about this and worked this through as a leadership team. We believe now is the time to come back and to restart this. 
Wednesday has always been for Trinity a critical connecting point, a time where we have that extra time to get to know one another over a meal, across a table, where we get to go in more informal settings to study God's Word together in men's groups and women's groups and, and, and Bible study classes. So we're coming back to that. So starting Mar- March 2nd, We'll be meeting downstairs in the fellowship hall, and our deacon team is ready to serve us. As you've seen this year, we're not even asking you to bring food. They're going to provide all the food, but we need you to register for that. So that's one of these things. You've got to go back, find it on the WhatsApp, find it on the website, and let us know that you're coming so that we can have the food ready for everybody. And then at 7, after our meal, then we break up. So our women's group is already meeting on Wednesday night. Some of our men's groups have already been meeting on Wednesday nights. Those will continue. We're going to add another group. Jason and I are going to teach a class that's going to start on March 2nd, which happens to be Ash Wednesday, a study of Lent, the season of days leading up to Easter. And so if you're looking for a way to, how can I prepare myself? How can I be ready for Easter as it comes this year? The season of Lent and the lessons of Lent are vital to that. And so we invite you to come starting March 2nd. After the dinner, we'll have that option, that group available to you as well. This fellowship restart is vital to our saltiness as a church. And I don't just mean the salt shaker that's going to be on the table downstairs when we have our dinner. I mean the saltiness of providing nurturing relationships. But there are other ways that we connect, obviously, too. And I heard a testimony or two about that just a few moments ago, about our small groups and our bread breaker groups. That's another way that we provide to connect, get to know other people, and be in God's Word together. Those bread breaker groups for the spring, that's on your WhatsApp as well. Find that, sign up for that, and get to know others at Trinity. Though it's relationship building, that's part of being salt together. We're also looking at ways to get back to marriage enrichment. We had a big event in 2020 around Valentine's Day, and then it all shut down. So we have not done some of those together events encouraging our marriage relationships, but we want to get back to that. How can we encourage and support that key relationship in your life if you're married? Because we will lose our saltiness as a church if we lose that preservative saltiness in our marriages. So we want to strengthen that, encourage that. So fellowship and body life, that's important for us, to be the body of Christ. But it's only social saltiness if we don't continually emphasize along with that, as part of that, discipleship. And so that's the second point you see on your vision under focusing on being salt. This means an inward emphasis on discipleship and spiritual growth. And so part of our reason for gathering together and building those relationships is to be iron sharpening iron in our walk with Jesus Christ. So we want to focus on being disciples as well. And our saltiness is directly related to that, to our ability to follow Christ together, our commitment to engage in His Word together So how do we emphasize that in 2022? Well, every year for the past three years, we've devoted one month during the year to a discipleship emphasis. And out of that has come what we've called D for Discipleship 101, D201, D301. And you would expect, right, we're going to go on to D401 this year. Nope, we're throwing you off. We're not going to do that. We're going to cycle back to D101. Because as we study, if you were here three years ago when we did that, that focuses on the core of the gospel. Some of you have watched the videos as you've gone through the membership process. We want to make sure we've got that together as a church. What is the gospel? What are the core things that we need to know and be able to share with others so they can know how to come to Christ? 
And so we're going to look for ways to do that this year, various times, various ways. Pastor Jason's going to be a key point person on this and helping us unpack this for you and remind you and re, do some retraining, re-energizing in our understanding and, and ability to speak out the gospel. We also think it's really important for every believer to be following Jesus with other followers of Jesus. So it's good to be a disciple, to be discipled, but also to disciple others, to help others in their walk with Christ. And, and so that happens, again, in our small groups. It happens in Bible study groups. And it can happen, perhaps, in a one-on-one -on -one discipling relationship that you may have with someone. So we want to encourage that. We, we ask and we pray that everyone that's a regular part of Trinity is involved in at least one of these kind of discipling groups or one-on-one -on -one kind of relationship. Because if we're not together walking with Christ, then we're not being the salt that He's called us to be. So this year, one other thing we in, intend to do is to focus on the why question. So uh, Jason's talked a lot about this and again is going to be running point with this, but it's a key question for discipleship. Why do we believe what we believe? Why do we follow Jesus at all? Why serve Him? Why obey Him? So a lot of the, those why questions for how we live out our faith, we need to know the why. And so we're going to focus on that as part of our discipleship emphasis, explaining why we do what we do as believers. Because that enhances our saltiness. And Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But Jesus used another metaphor here too. So this is kind of the other half of our vision for this, this year and that is, he said, we're to be the light of the world. Now, this metaphor is a little more obvious to us, right? Light. It makes sense because the purpose of light is to shine. And when it shines, it reveals things. It shows us things. So, I want to just use a little illustration. Thank you, dear. My kids got me this flashlight for Christmas this year. And I love this. This because it's a rechargeable. I don't have to put a battery in it all the time or run out of batteries or it goes dim because I just have to keep it charged up. But if I keep it charged, this thing, look at that. Whoa, see, I'm blinding some people right now. Right here. Here, I can shine it right. For those of you watching online, I just shined it right at the camera too. This thing supposedly, I don't, I don't know how you check it, but it supposedly puts out 6,000 lumens. It has another setting, so I can drop it down to 1,000 lumens so it doesn't blind quite as much. But if I have this like on the highest setting, if I put it right here, the light's gone. I, the flashlight's still on, but it is totally useless. And this is exactly what Jesus says in this, in this parable, in this Sermon on the Mount. He says, if you have the light, don't put it under a bowl. Don't hide it. Don't douse the light. Because the purpose of light, the point of light, is to shine and show. And so, as we look at this passage and think about what it means to be the light, this is really helpful for us. We need to focus on shining our light. We have the light of Christ. If you know Jesus Christ, He has shown His light in you. We've got to turn around and shine it out for others. So how do we do that? Let's look at the passage here, a little closer, verse 15. Jesus says, instead, they put it on a stand. Don't hide it under a bowl. Put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. 
And so the point was, in those days, it was, you know, a candle or an oil flame, and so it would be put up high so that that light would spread out. And the point is, Jesus is making is, the light isn't just for you, it's for everyone in that room. The light is to help others. In fact, he says that and spells it out in verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, notice These are not good deeds to gain our salvation. You understand that, right? We cannot earn our way. We can't do enough good to earn our way into heaven or to gain favor with God. Jesus is talking about people who have experienced His light, that then they shine it by doing those good deeds. Those good deeds flow out of our relationship with Christ. It's not what earns us a relationship with Him. It is the outflow of His light shining in us. But maybe you're pausing for a minute because you're saying, well, what? didn't Jesus say that He is the light of the world? So why does He say you are the light of the world? Well, Jesus did say that. So John 8, 12, John 9, 5, it's one of those great I am statements in the, in the Gospel of John. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But He also now here in Matthew 5 says, you are the light of the world. Those who are the blessed people of God, who understand His kingdom, everything in those first 12 verses flows down. Those are the people who are salt and who are light. The people who understand God's kingdom then reflect that light. The best example I can think of is our moon. This, you know, we talk about the moon. I love this picture right over the mountain. We talk about the moon as shining. You know, look, the shine, moon is shining really bright tonight. The moon has no light source in and of itself. It only shines because it's reflecting the light of the sun. If it were not for the sun, you would not see the moon. It would be that, what do they call that, the new moon? I call it the no moon all the time. It would be blank. You wouldn't see it. And the same is true for us. The only reason, like we sang, it's all because of Christ. The only reason we can shine is because Christ is the light. We shine the light of the Son of God in our lives. And we do that through our actions, through our behavior, through our deeds. So those good deeds done for the glory of God in the power of the Holy Spirit, just like our mission says, are a reflection of God's goodness and God's grace in our lives and then pointed out to others, showing His goodness, showing His love, showing His grace. That's what we're called to. So how are we going to do that? How do we shine the light here at Trinity? Well, again, go back to your card. First thing we have on here is an emphasis on relational evangelism. Now, we don't always use that phrase to describe it, but you hear us talk about this often. In the, the ebb and flow of life, in the relationships, in your sphere of influence, the people who are part of your life, your neighbors, your friends, your family, anybody that you're around who doesn't know Jesus, you are to be light to them. And so, how can, we, how can we help with that? How can we, because I know that's, that's an intimidating thought, right? And I feel it too. I feel like, you know, what, what if I don't have the right words? What if I don't say it right? What if I just confuse somebody more by trying to tell them the gospel than, than I help them with? All those are, are legitimate and real fears. And so, one of the things we want to do this year in helping you with that is focusing, helping you focus on your testimony. And Pastor Nick mentioned this last week in his message. came right out of Acts. You saw Paul do that on the steps outside the temple. We want to be ready to give the reason for the hope that we have. Peter talks about that, 1 Peter 3.15. 
And so we want to provide opportunities for you to learn how to take your testimony and make it a gospel presentation. We want to help you understand better how to take that D101 core of the gospel and turn it into a salvation explanation. We're actually starting some of that training this coming Wednesday. The youth are going to go through this. And so we've got somebody coming in and working with Nick to train for the next two Wednesday nights, our youth. We want to do that and provide that for anybody that wants to have that skill, that ability. The other thing we plan to do this year is revitalize our neighborhood network. We started that last year. Our platform didn't become as active as we had hoped, so we're looking at other ways to get that out there. But I think it's vital for us to share the ideas and the things that we're trying and doing in our relationships, in our neighborhoods, to reach those who don't know Christ. So you'll see more about that through this next year. We can also shine, though, not just as individuals. That's a part of it, because God has put His light in use to shine. But it's also part of something that we do as a church. We're to shine the light of Christ as a church body. And so in this passage, Jesus gives the example of a city on a hill. He's saying, you know, that you want to be as visible as that, like a city up on a hill, all lit up. And from the first time I started coming here, when I, we first came to Trinity, I heard this over and over again. The Trinity is this church on a hill. And literally, we are. And so some of you maybe started coming to Trinity, and I've heard your testimonies about this because you saw, you drove by on Steve Dade Highway, and you saw this church up on a hill. Yes, we want to be visible to our community, but we want to be visible not just as a building on a hill. We want to be visible and active as light shiners in the community. And so that's part of what we're called to, I believe, as well. Through our kindness, through our caring, showing people the light of Christ in us. This community that we're in should be better because Trinity Church is here. So this year, we want to continue that emphasis on community service. And that's the last thing you see on your card there, an outward emphasis on our community. So how are we going to do that? Well, I'm so thankful God has brought Nick on full-time on our staff team. Outreach, as you know, is one of the focus points for him, and so he's going to kind of help lead the charge in this through this year and beyond. How are we going to do this? Well, we, we start with something that we adopted as our vision just a couple of years ago, and that is at Tate Elementary School. We're going to continue some of the things I talked about in 2021. We're going to do some of the same things in 2022. We're committed to that. Projects that we go in, we're blessing the teachers, the staff, the children, the families of Tate Elementary School. So we're going to be participating, I think it's even next month, right, Nick, a, a Teacher Appreciation Week, and so Trinity has taken one of the days and, and going to be a blessing to the teachers there that day. So watch for that. Watch for those opportunities to continue to serve Christ there. We're also always looking for ways to work with our partner ministries. You hear us talk about that often, too. We believe these partner ministries are doing great work for the kingdom out in our community, and so we want to support that and help that. And so you'll see continued projects with CARES that meets the, the needs of families in our, in our county. A number of people here already are already involved in going and helping at the Joy House, close partnership with that ministry. Phil Ingram has been organizing some work projects at the Timothy House, and some of you have gone and helped with that. We're going to continue to partner with the Pregnancy Center, and Nick and Kristen are both very involved there in helping just some creative ways for us to support that ministry this year. And all this 
is to help us be light in our community. You don't have to do it on your own. These partner ministries and Trinity's own projects are ways for us to take the light and shine it in our community. And God so blessed our fall celebration in 2021. We already have our team together beginning to make plans for that again in fall of 2022 to go out there and have our service out on the Jeep Fest field and to in, invite the community in for family time and food and fun. And so we're going to be looking at creative ways to do that again in 2022. And then the last thing is shining the light in ways that draw people here to Trinity. And some of this happens right here. This is you. This is you being welcoming and loving and interested in people. When you see somebody new coming into Trinity, that you welcome them, that you talk to them, that you introduce yourself to them. This is what it means to be the body of Christ, being light to those who come in. They're not just hearing the gospel from the pulpit. They're feeling the love of Christ from everybody in the congregation. So being gracious and welcoming to newcomers and asking us, this is our prayer, and I hope you're praying this with us, with the leadership of Trinity, that God will send us families, children, teenagers that need the gospel, that need a family, a church family, to love on them and help them grow. That's our desire. That's our prayer. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. At Trinity Church, the Lord Jesus has placed us right here on this hill in Pickens County to be salt and to shine the light. So I hope that you'll embrace this 2022 vision with us, that, you'll come, that we'll come together for fellowship and discipleship. That's what we do here together. And then go out to share and to care in our community. It's inward and it's outward. And it's a delicate balance for every church. And maybe you've experienced this before and seen this. To be both inward focused, to love one another and to grow together, but also outward focused so that we don't ignore the needs of our community. It's both. So as a church, we look in and we look out. We love one another and we love our neighbors. We build up the body but we also reach the world. And we come together as a church, but we go out together to serve our community. That's our vision for 2022. And I hope you'll participate in it. I hope you'll support it. I hope you'll be praying with us in this. And most of all, I pray that together we will experience the joy of representing Christ, of being salt and shining the light. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for, uh, for building your church. Thank you for calling us together to be your body. I thank you that you are working in our hearts and in our lives and our church. And you are calling us to this inward focus of building relationships and being disciples together. And you're also calling us to move out, to be able to share the gospel with a hurting, dying world and to be able to do those good deeds, Lord Jesus, like you talked about, to shine their, your light so that the community around us experiences your love and grace. Lord, thank you for this calling. Thank you for allowing us to be your church in this place. And we commit this, this year to you. We commit these, these projects to you. We commit this vision, this 
mission that we are called to, to you. It's all because of Christ. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you allow us to do this together for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It's appropriate that we finish our Vision Sunday right here at the table. You know, we often call this the Last Supper, and that makes sense because this was the last meal that Jesus shared with his followers before he went to the cross. But in a sense, this was also the First Supper, right? Because Jesus took those elements of the Passover and he gave the bread and the cup a whole new meaning. This was the establishment of the new covenant at that table. And Jesus said to do this in remembrance of him till he comes again. And now, 2,000 years later, we still celebrate this. That first supper continues to be our supper, our table, our celebration. And really, this represents our vision as a church as well. Because if it were not for what Jesus did on the cross, we would have no vision. We would have no mission. We would not be here together. We can be salt and light because Jesus gave his life for us. And so as we come to this table this morning, I just want to say, if you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you are welcome to participate. You don't have to be a member of Trinity. If you're a member of the body of Christ, you're welcome to this table. If you're not sure this morning about your relationship with him, you're not sure that you've stepped into that relationship by placing your faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then that's the most important decision you can make this morning. And that's the first step. This will have no meaning for you until you put your faith in Jesus Christ and believe that he gave his body for you and shed his blood for you. If you have any questions about that, please come talk to me, Pastor Jason, Pastor Nick, any of our elders or deacons who have name tags on. We would love that chance this morning to tell you about the Lord Jesus and our hope in Him. But for this time, as we come to this table, I, I'm just going to ask us to take a few moments of, of silent prayer. And maybe it's a confession of sin to be ready to take the elements, but maybe this is also a time where we just dedicate ourselves individually to our calling collectively as the church, to this mission, to this vision for this year. Let's pray. we come to your table. Thank you for hearing our prayers of confession. Thank you for forgiveness that was sealed for us at the cross. And Lord, thank you for calling us to be salt and light, for shining your light into us, preserving us with your salt so that we could be useful to you. And I pray, Lord, that as a church collectively, as individual followers of Jesus, we would shine this year. And Lord, so we ask that you would work through us, that this would be your vision, your calling on our lives, not anything we have imagined, not anything we have put together, but that we do what you've called us to, and we do it all for your glory.
for your, for your sake, for your name. And so, Lord, as we come to the table, we thank you. Thank you for this sacrifice, the sacrifice of your body, shedding of your blood, so that we could be forgiven of our sin. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that you did not stay in that tomb, but you came out, as we've already sung about today, you came out gloriously to show us that you have the power over death and the, the ability to give us this gift of eternal life. I thank you for that hope and that assurance. So we celebrate with that joy this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.